The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians. And everybody else to another edition of the Neil Force Order. For Lizzie Podcast. Not, not Lizzo, Lizzie, Lizzie. Well, there's a weight restriction on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are a Star Wars podcast. Hope everyone's having a good time out there. And if you have not realized that we are a podcast about the wars in the stars, then all I got to say to you is you have no hope. You have no hope, sunshine. And Doc, for those who do not have hope. What what can't they do? What can't they do? Exactly. They can't build rebellions? That's right! Because... Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Anyway, what's up, everyone? I'm one half of your hosts. I am a pro wrestler, the alpha, the omega of pro wrestling, champion from a galaxy far, far away, current champion in two promotions. I am the Greek god. Papa Don, aka your boy GGP, but most importantly, I am a Star Wars aficionado. And along with me, some people say Obi-Wan Kenobi is the negotiator. Well, this guy is going to be known as the customizer. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of Steel and Thunder. 
and the guy who used his circular mirrors a little bit different than Crosshair did when he was in high school. Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. <laughs> like, like John Candy and Splash, there's a fat kid dropping a change and then you're looking up the girls' dresses. <laughs> yes, I, I did go to a Catholic high school. So. Did you? Were you, were you? were you an altar boy? Uh, I kneeled to no man. <laughs> but you will bow to this guy. I was not, I was not an altar boy. My bunghole is still 100% intact. Nice, very nice. That's a lie, but very nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're married. Of course, it's not intact. Uh... <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow, Ladies... listen. Wow. Listen, I'm, hij- I'm hijacking the show right now, okay? Please do. Um, finally. Uh, finally. Um, I had my Star hey, doc, Wars. Doc, doc, what, doc, what, doc. What, what happened? Why don't you hijack the show right now? Okay, I'm hijacking the show. I had my um, uh, Star Wars. Uh, like, well, it wasn't a Star Wars. In my Wheel of Fortune audition today for the Star Wars week on Wheel of Fortune, and let me tell you, it was a shit ton harder than I thought it was. Oh no, you blew the spot. So, I may have blown the spot. So, I was wearing my Star Wars Hawaiian shirt, which was always a good thing. Um, and uh, they're bringing who's us done in. it. Who's done what? Who's on it? It's uh, it's like uh, it's a it's a blue shirt. Actually, my class shows my blue shirt. Maybe I will wear it tonight. I mean tomorrow night. It's a blue shirt. It's got um the flowers and it's got Vader and stormtroopers like poking out of the, each each of the flowers is pretty dope. Nice. What a Cole's like twenty bucks anyway. Um, so I get on. There's me, this chick from North Carolina or South Carolina. I don't know one of the Carolinas. Yeah. It's not Sweet Carolina. She had braces. I don't know. I think. There's something oh. about something about an older chick with braces. I don't know what it is. I think it just you know brings me back to like when I was 15. Then I'm like, ooh, nice. Um, <laughs> what is a uh, what is a, what is a chick with braces and uh, and Donald Trump have in common? Oh, what? Um, if you wait long enough, I'm gonna put my kids behind those bars. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was something like that. <laughs> Where'd you get that from, Joey? Tell that was horrible. I don't know. I, I, I forgot the way it goes. Anyway, so her and then some other jabroni from um, I think he's from I don't know. It doesn't matter where he's from. Doesn't doesn't matter where you're from. And um, we did like a, a we did like round robin puzzles. So basically, they throw up the puzzle and then they start dropping letters on it. And the first one I thought I got. I clicked the button. And I said, Chicago deep dish pizza. And it wasn't Chicago deep dish pizza. It was delicious deep dish pizza. Which I'm like, that doesn't make much sense. But okay. Um, <laughs> so then this girl proceeded to hand me and this other guy our asses. She went on fucking a tear for five straight. And then I think he got one at the end. So then they break us all up into singles. And we go into a group with with the producer, and she's asking about us and about who we are. So whatever, I'm trying to throw the stuff on there. And then they throw up. It's okay. We're gonna go through some puzzles. We're gonna give you just the puzzles. You can't ask for any letters. You gotta solve them. But there's four different puzzles on the screen simultaneously. Talk out your answers and and say them. So it's the categories things, and they put up four fucking different puzzles with like half the letters on there. And I'm like, my ADD's kicking it big time. I'm like. <laughs> I look like I'm having a seizure because I'm looking up, down, left, right, trying to figure out words. And I think I got, they did like four rounds of that. And I think I got somewhere around 50%. Um, some of them were really fucking hard. 
Uh, and then she's like, okay, we're going to show your tape to somebody and we'll let you know. And I was like, okay. And that was it. Well, you got a lot further than I did because I sent in the tape and I haven't even heard back. So, Treating me like the fat girl at the end of the bar. No response. Always. No love. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I, I even I'm pitched not seeming this. too hopeful. I even pitched this to them. I'm like, look, I do an NFO. I do a podcast called the NFO on Star Wars. That's how much I love Star Wars. And my co-host is already in round two. I go, imagine us on TV, making good TV, co-hosts of a podcast, battling each other, one representing the light side, the other representing nice. the dark side. Yes. And nada. And crickets. Yeah, buddy. It was like it was like a, a crowd during an Alvin Alvarez match. No applause, no reaction, nothing. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, all right, let's move along. Nothing to see here. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff came out this week regarding the wars and the stars. Um, let's let's go down the list. We got lists? No, 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 not that part yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Andor started shooting again. Blandor, sorry. Stop it. They start shooting some scenes, and they're in Spain. Spain? In, they go to they Spain, to Spain. Oh, Yeah. Do they like Iberco Ham? Now, uh, they're not over in the UK. Bloody hell! They're over in, in Spain. And uh, the last time they were there... They the were rain fell mainly on the plane? Yes. Or how they say it? See, but in actuality, see, see, see. George Lucas loves Spain so much uh, because they used it in. He, he bought it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he used it in the prequels when they were filming scenes for Naboo. So, do you think they're going back to Naboo? Or do you think they're uh, doing a new planet? That'd be interesting. Back to Naboo. Um. What would he have to go back Straight to? Straight out of Naboo! A motherfucking <laughs> name, Ice Cube! <laughs> what would he have to go back to Naboo for? I don't know. Man, listen. Let's get some new places in here. I'm, I'm, I, I, one thing I did enjoy about Andor is that they you know, they showed some new places. Um, and it wasn't the same old places that we had before. So let's, let's keep that up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, question. Were you hoping to get... Uh, on Wheel of Fortune against somebody with an eye patch, and then he could be like, I would like to buy an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, you, sir, are the GOAT. Oh, uh, So, you listen, are you looking forward to this, the Acolyte show that's coming out? Um, I kind of was. I, I, listen, what's better than Star Wars? Uh, more fucking Star Wars. Correct. Okay, so, yes. It's. I'm always happy when more stuff comes out. The whole Leslie Headland thing has had me kind of a little, you know, you're here, 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 and there for the last year. Um, but now she's saying that it's kind of gonna, you know, have a little bit of theme of the prequels. Now, which themes are we talking about here? Mm, because there's some good themes and there's some not so good themes. Like uh, the Anakin, I want to sex you up theme. Or yeah, the let's not have any um, you know child pornography themes. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> that kid was let me tell you from the get go, he was a fucking ball. He was a chosen. I was like, that kid's a chosen one right there. <laughs> Your wings uh, hurt you. So here's the deal. Um, like you said, they're gonna have a prequel vibe. 
So what do you think? Like Jedi versus Sith? But you can't have Jedi versus Sith because the Sith have been hidden. I mean, quite what's his, what's that dude's name uh, with the big long cone head? Kiari Mundi. It was like yeah. they've been gone for generations. For so do you think it's Sith versus Sith? Ooh, now that would be interesting. I did read that in there and I said to myself, Ooh, I love when they have bad guys fight bad guys and good guys fight good guys. That is the ultimate, you know. That's you know, if, if you could think about the ultimate good guy versus good guy in our in our generation, pop in our childhood, what would you say it is? Do you mean from comics or do you mean from like? No, I'm not even giving you a hint. Superman versus Spider Man? No, I don't know who. Cool. For me, and I talked about this with somebody I think the other day, my friend Justin. It was when Hogan and Warrior faced off. Oh, yes. yes. I sat there and I was like, how is this going to happen? I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. They're both so good. And I like them both. What am I going to do? It was like the crisis of conscience for me. Um, so I, So since that moment, it's always been intriguing to me and, and you know, Gave me the feels, as the kids say. Can I ask you a uh, question? Yes, tell me. Were you? Were, were you were... I was forty-five when that happened. Yes. No, no. Okay. Were, you, <laughs> were you a little warrior maniac or whatever they were called, and running around your house in your underwear, painting lipstick on your face, warrior face paint with your mom's lipsticks, getting her nipple tassels and time around your arms like uh, our man. Of course. <laughs> Who didn't do that stuff? You know, my mom would walk in and I have all the the four fucking lipsticks, like the blue one. Like, and then I'd start going on. I'd speak it in tongues. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> mom, the chicken nuggets are ready to be put in the rocket ship. <laughs> Strap the nuggets to my back. I will blast off. Upside down into outer space and crash land into the Atlantic Ocean only to swim with the Barracuda and the Stingray. Not the sharks because they got their asses kicked by Spiro. <laughs> Dude, watching the Warriors as a kid, you were like, this guy's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. And as an adult, I'm like, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> This guy's watched high a, on coke. <laughs> yeah, well, we know why he was crazy back then. I watched a promo the other day, a quick backstory, of him, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, and the Anvil doing some fucking Survivor Series bullshit. And the warrior, as they're talking, proceeds to take this huge thing of athletic tape, right? Wrap it around them and start walking around them feverishly, tying them up. At one point, it was around fucking Sean's neck, and he starts pulling at it because the warrior is like keeps yanking it and pulling at it, so he doesn't choke to death as he's throwing his fucking promo out there. Send me that, please. It was I go send it to you. I have it. It was fucking ridiculous. Tremendous. Rest in peace. Tremendous. Yeah. Rest in peace. So another thing I was thinking about the acolyte itself, the the show, can explore the force from a different point of view. From a new lens, if you will. Uh, you know, because usually we see it from the Jedi's perspective. Now, if they do do this. That's right, I said do-do. Do-do. Uh, if they do this through a perspective of the Sith. We get to see another aspect of the Force. Almost like Andor and Rebels and the original trilogy where we see different aspects of the Rebellion. You know what I mean? Yes. What do you think? No, yeah, no, I get it. I think it's a great idea. And I think, again, Star Wars has 
so many things in their arsenal. And by limiting themselves to just running the Jedi versus Sith story over and over and over again, um, even the Luke Skywalker story, which I know that's kind of sounds sacrilegious, um, they they have enough in their IP, enough in their world to to do so many awesome, cool things. And I think a show like this, you know, if if that is the plan, it's speculation at this point to put the Sith versus the Jedi. I think that would be insanely fucking cool. I think, I mean, sorry, it's the Sith versus the Sith. I think that would be insanely cool. I think it would be something that we, obviously, have seen before, and it would give a perspective as to, you know, who the baddest of the bad is, and we'll see how the development happened thereafter. Because you, you figure there's got to be some Shivi Palps locked in, in somewhere, some Plagueis locked in somewhere, some Darth, somebody who we've heard before that we're going to see. So I said, let's do it. We won't see Revan, though, because he's not Ken. Never heard. Um, so here's something else I heard recently. There's a dude that comes on. He's like a Hollywood insider. Says he has an inside scoop at Lucasfilm. Or some of his predictions come true, allegedly. Something posh. I forgot his last name. Posh Spice? No, no, no. Uh, and he goes on and he sits down in these webinars with uh, these podcasters that are all, I guess... Anti-Star Wars and stuff like that. Typical. Right? And he's saying that the Acolyte's not happening. What? Because Disney's not firing 7,000 employees. They have to start paying dividends to their investors, to their shareholders, which they weren't going to do. But this guy came out who owns the majority of the stock and kind of forced Bob Iger's hand to start paying dividends out. Um. And again, this is a rumor, so I don't know what's going on. Mm. But he's saying that all the pictures that we saw look very low budget as far as the costumes and stuff like that um, for a Star Wars project because what Leslie Heslin is doing, she's filming almost like a pilot to pitch it to them, to get more money to finish the show. What? But they don't want to admit this because of the scenario they're in with all the cancellations with Star Wars. It's a little bit of a stretch, but it's so much of a stretch that it might actually be true. Sounds pretty stretchy. Like Mr. Fantastic stretchy? Exactly. Like Plastic Man stretchy. Like the Elongated Man stretchy? Like the Elongated Man stretchy. Like, um, who else we got here? Let's see. Uh, Ralph Didby. Oh, you see, he's the Elongated Man. My bad. Jesus Christ, I can't take you anywhere. Sorry. Um, Not even to a fucking like beast, my, I can't take you. Like, <laughs> like my penis stretchy. Um, I was just going to say that, but I didn't want to compliment you. Thank you. Um, so let's see. They are only running a pilot. They're going to see how it goes, and they're going to go from there. On a show that they have already done so much press about, so many fucking like you know little junkets that are out there about this, with a female director and a very female centric cast. I call bullshit. I don't think so. Sure. I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, but what I won't call bullshit on is the fact that I read something the other day that Disney has significantly decrease the prices for the galactic cruiser halcyon disney experience that they have on that hotel over there because it's been failing and they had to cancel a bunch of dates because it wasn't being booked up at all shockingly enough i mean i can't imagine why people would not want to spend six thousand dollars and up to go hang out with fucking Star Wars characters. Now, bananas. Listen, besides being bananas, Disney also reported that they just lost 
1.4 million viewers, subscribers. The first time people left since uh, they lost subscribers since the incarnation of Disney Plus, and they dropped their earnings and they lost a billion dollars or something like that, or $2 billion or whatever it was. $1 billion! Mr. President, after I destroy Washington, D.C., I will destroy another major city every hour on the hour. That is, unless, of course, you pay me $100 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Evil, this is 1969. That amount of money doesn't even exist. <laughs> that's like saying, I want a kajillion bajillion dollars. <laughs> so that's why they're being all stingy with the money for the shows. But they just announced a bunch of sequels for all these other properties that made money. Like they're doing a toy so a toy story sequel, which I thought the last one was the last one. Another one? They're doing a Zootopia sequel. They're doing a uh what's that Elsa? What's that called? The oh. uh a Frozen sequel, a third one. That, that's just a fucking money printer. So I mean, that, I mean that, that just makes sense. Yeah, but they used to do this back in the day. Remember, Aladdin comes out, then Aladdin two comes out straight to VHS, or freaking Lion King two comes out straight to VHS. No one knows it existed because it goes straight to VHS. I mean, I know you knew because your dad owned VHS stores, correct, but correct, correct. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Something just doesn't smell right. Well, Something's a little see. fishy. I think I think Disney woke up and said, um, "Listen, we got a guaranteed money maker in these animated films, which make fucking millions and millions of dollars, because kids love to go see them. And parents love to go take their kids there, so they can, you know, fucking finger blast their wife while they while the kids are sitting there through the popcorn trick. Um, so it just makes it makes sense um, that you know their their bread and butter is there. If they're losing money." The project they need a green light of the project that they know they're gonna make some money with. So makes a ton of sense. Um and if they lost subscribers to, to Disney Plus, methinks as uh, as uh Jar Jar says, methinks uh, they'll be back in about uh ooh, three weeks or so. Commando. Mm. Yeah, you might be right, man. Um, but I don't know. I think people are starting to get tired of all this woke bullshit and Liberal that, nonsense. That goes without saying. I mean, come on. And Disney's been pushing everything hard. I mean, did you watch Willow? I did not watch Willow yet. But how many how many gays are in it? How many what? How many gays are in it? Is that is that where is that where we're going with this? No, 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 no. People were upset with it, saying it was all woke and stuff. I mean, they had certain aspects in it that was woke. wasn't that bad. How not woke, as bad. How woke are we talking? Not too woke. You know, um, I liked it. I thought it was okay. I didn't like the last episode. The payoff wasn't great, but everything else was good. Um, you know what? You know what's coming down the pike, though. A, a new book by E.K. Johnston. E.K. Johnston. Okay. Yeah. Come on, hit me. Called Crimson Klein. And no, it's, it's not you trying. Guys, no, it's not you trying to get trying to get it on with a girl in a period. No, 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 no. <laughs> a, Jew, a Jew, a Jewish girl in a period. <laughs> it's uh, called Crimson Klein because it's a book about Kira. And it takes place during when she got caught trying to leave the train station and how she got into Crimson Dawn and until she meets Han back on the ship in Solo. Oh, we're getting a backstory, eh? Yeah, baby. Oh, I don't a little backstory. Oh, everyone knows you like to do it from the back. Yeah, well, I'm not that Greek. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, fucking Alexander the Great over here. Anyhow, uh, so this should be interesting. Um, I'm listening to New Dawn right now. Okay. And? John Jackson Miller book. Yeah, yeah, and? So far, it's good. It's really good. Kanan, and when Kanan and Hera first meet up, mm-hmm. really good stuff. Harrison Dula. Yeah, Harrison Dula. Hey, uh, here's something for you. Since you just did a Sendula. See what I did there? Sendula uh, Abangada? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know who Ludwig Gorison is? Ludwig Gorison is, I think that's the Swedish guy who built my IKEA furniture. No, he's not one of the players on the New York Rangers either. Oh, that that's holy totally me. I think he's a goalie, actually. No, Ludwig Gorison was the musical composer for oh, Mando. For Mando, yeah. He did a great job with season one and two. Did a fantastic job. Well, he's, he did such a great job that he's not part of season three. <laughs> that's, that's very typical. Joseph Shirley from the Book of Boba Fett is going to be taking care of those duties now. That's right. I said duty. Duties. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Did you like the Boba Fett intro song? Yeah, but then they they, they did it weird at the end when they finished and they're going, Boba Bo- Fett, Boba, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba. yeah. I, I don't know. They, they kind of jumped the shark with that one. They were adding things on here and there and stuff like that, but it was pretty cool. Um, now the show itself, eh. Well, that's that's that that goes without saying. Um, so this new guy's taking over for the for the uh, for the music. All right, whatever. That's cool. I think he should do a good job. I mean, he did a decent job with Boba Fett. So I I, I can't imagine that he's he's gonna now blow the original it. theme. Oh, so, what? What are you blowing? Exactly. Right, listen, whatever he wants to. Um. The original song, like the the theme for Mando and all that's going to be obviously still playing. So he's going to get some of his old tracks of course. Uh, showcased. Um, new cover came out today for Empire Magazine. You see it? I did. It's got uh, Pedro on it. Unmasked. That's kind of a cr- controversial decision. But I guess, you know, listen, you got the actor there. You want to see his face. And they got Bukatan unmasked. Um, and, and also Grogu. And Grogu. But also Grogu's got a new look to him. Not on, looks, the, not on the cover. He looks a little different. Yes, not on the cover, but on the promo images, we see a little bit of a different Grogu. Yeah, he got a earring, got his yeah. nose pierced. He grew up a little bit, a little Grogu. He lost his virginity. Um, he's wearing the chain mail and a Jedi robe. Uh, so when, what does that really mean? Listen, is what defines a Jedi robe? A, a robe. Hood, a hoodie? Yeah, Grogu was wearing a robe before. Was it a Jedi robe? I don't know. It was a robe. Well, it wasn't a but robe. It's brown. I can tell he was you wearing. He was wearing Uncle Fester's old robe. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you watch Wednesday, by the way? Loved it. Me too. By the way, that chick? Smoking hot. What chick? Wednesday chick. Bro, she's like 10. Stop it. No, she's like 21. I know. You look because you didn't want to feel guilty. <laughs> Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, she did a great job, man. Like before I masturbate, I gotta make sure this girl's of age. Right. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh man, yeah, great show, man. Now they're gonna come out with season two. Um, hey, speaking about re- returns in the season, our man Fujiwa Armbar, Rick Famayua, not only is he a producer for season three, but he's directing the first and last episode of season three. Wow, that's a that's a big job. Talk about a big vote of confidence, huh? Yeah, he's getting the alpha and the omega over there. 
fucking brother, his southern brother has too much yeah, meat. Yeah, too boku. It's both episodes. <laughs> too boku, like a motherfucker. I love that fucking clip, by the way. It's one of my favorites. That's why I bring it up. Okay, five dollars. You give me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let's get mounted. I'm to meet her now. Something wrong there, Chief. She said, no, boom, boom, we saw brother. Hey, what the motherfuck? She said, so brother, Tupoku, Tupoku. What is this, man? I think what he's trying to tell you is that you black boys pack too much meat. Tupoku, Tupoku. Oh, shit. Um... But he's awesome. His episodes are great. I started doing a rewatch for Mandalorian. So I just finished season one. Nice. It is so fucking good. How do you not have so much other things to fucking watch going back and watching these things? I don't I don't I don't know where you find the time, man. Oh, I do that. I do when I wake up in the morning, go to cardio. I, I watch it. Well, I do do my cardio. Yeah, your, your cardio consists of picking up the gyro, biting the gyro, putting down the gyro, picking up the gyro, biting the gyro. No, no, no. It's just walking on an incline, bro. That's all I do. Um, guess who else is blowing to come back? They've been here for years. And who else is blowing to come? At, oh, I know. Our boy Axe Woves. And? And Casca Reeves. That's Sasha right. Bizanks. That's right. After she says she was done with them, according to uh, some kind of merch spoiler, um, you know those little bags you get, the mystery bags? You get yeah. those little figures in it? Well, yeah. the, the box has all those the figures on there, and they're on there, so... People are assuming that they're going to blow a comeback in, in season Good three. Job. I love when they do this stupid, stupid shit like that. Um, well, listen, it's not like Sasha's, you know, been doing anything in the wrestling world recently. She left the WWE. Um, kind of. What are you kidding half. me? Well, I know she's new. She's in Japan now. Big deal. She's the new Japan Woman Champion. You fucking. Oh, idiot. oh, did she win that? Did she win that match? Hey, we need to pay attention. Yes. Listen, I, I go take a piss when women's wrestling's on. Don't fucking blame me, okay? Wow, such a hater. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's just my life. Um, but. She was out for... Has Sharon scorned you and scarred you that much that you can't watch women on TV? No, she agrees. Well, it's, it's hard don't, for her to see the TV all the way from the... Making you a sandwich in the kitchen. And don't put, <laughs> and don't put Ronda on TV. I go take a shit when that match is on. Oh. Really? Can't stand Ronda Rousey. Gotcha. Hate her. I should have stayed, <laughs> stayed at Entourage. Um, oh, guess what? Talk about putting on TV. Mando's going to cable for one day. Ooh, one day, one day only. That's it. Season one, episode one. That's all they're showing. They did. They're taking a, 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 the gimmick that they did with Ando for the first three episodes on TV. Yeah. So so they can get subscribers. What do you think? It's, it's kind of weird, don't you think? I mean, yeah, I could see you throwing it on there, but a first of all, I mean, how many people really? I, I I still do, but how many people really have cable anymore? Right? I mean, not me. Probably not a ton. You probably gave it up because the streaming service is easy to have. Um, I still have it for reasons why I'm not so sure. Um, because I guess like, like paying 200 and change a month. Um, hold on. You won't pay $5 a day for parking, but you'll pay for $200 something. For I refuse to fucking pay $5 <laughs> a day for parking. Okay? I'm, I'm a, one of the fucking head physicians in that place. I should get free fucking parking. I drove around today for literally an hour looking for a parking spot. I finally found one. Anyway. Um, uh, spent more money in gas looking for parking than you actually put a paper you're, parking. You're probably, you're probably right. I did have the fill up while I was driving around. Um, where was I now that you fucking threw, threw me? Oh, Mando on cable. Uh, <laughs> listen, unless you're living under a fucking rock and oh. don't have any kind of support with social media or the internet, 
um, which I guess is what only the cable is good for, you would know that Mando's coming back. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably going to see Mando. And I don't think, you know, it's going to really trigger a bunch of fucking people to be like, oh shit, you know, I was flipping through fucking cable, going from fucking porn stars to fucking, uh, um, you know, sex before the internet. And, uh, which is a great show, by the way. And you should watch it. And, um, that's so the Mandalorian thing. And I'm going to go now get Disney Plus. Just that's a great show. Sex before the internet. Is that a, that's a legit show? Legit show. It's on um, Vice, and basically it goes through uh, how um, the we used to get sex prior to the internet. How we used to see it. I used to manage it. I used to do it. It goes through the Tracy Lord scandal when she when when we were kids when she uh, was coming up and was a porn star and she was underage. It goes through uh, VHS tapes. It goes through the yeah. nudie magazines, a bunch of different things. It's actually it's actually a really interesting show. Your father's old video store. So this is the point. You no, know, my I told you my dad had the video store, and he had the fucking uh you know the the the, the beaded curtain room. So I was the most popular kid in high school because I was able to get all these tapes for everybody, and everybody would be like, "You mean we don't gotta jack off to the magazines no more?" And I was like the uh, the the fucking coke dealer for these kids. And the, and there's one kid. There's always one kid, little Timmy in the corner, saying, but I like to see his wish book lingerie section. Yeah, exactly. Look, beat it to me. <laughs> Loser. Interesting. Interesting. Take a look um, at it. It's pretty good. I've, you've used that line before, my friend, many a time. It's worked most of the times, even when I was lying. <laughs> Who worked on Helen Keller every time? <laughs> no idea. I would hand him the fucking gagoots and then switch it out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> you know that word, gagoots? <laughs> no, but I can picture. All right, next time, let me do a favor. Next time you see Verna, okay, our friend, our mutual friend, Mike Verna, you tell him, all right, you say, you know, whenever he's back, you say, listen, Mike, I'm having a problem. Could you reach over here and grab my gagoots? It's, 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 it's like a slang Italian term for zucchini, but, <laughs> but people use A-O, the gagoots. Uh, it's awesome. I, I got a hip burner. It's great. My, uh, so one of, so one of my good friends at work who I work with hand in hand, he's an Italian guy and all day long, we're just hand we in hand, hand in hand on his gagoots, on the gagoots. <laughs> every, every day we, uh, when we work together, we, uh, we just like shit on everybody. And it got to the point where people started complaining about us shitting on everybody. Especially like the girls. I was like, I was, like we're really sorry. But we were together with like two fucking school girls. Um <laughs> and we and we speak in the in the Italian slang vernacular. It's nice. hilarious. So you know, the, the word fanoikia always yeah. gets thrown around. <laughs> and then one time we were working with this girl who's Italian, and I was like, look at this guy who's a half a fanoic. And she goes, Who's a fanoic? <laughs> and we were like, I forgot Madeline's Italian. It was fucking great. Oh, she's like, I, what are those? My, what are you, my uncles in there saying people are fanoics? I got a story to tell you, bro. I got a story to tell you. Listen to this. Oh, we're coming out of club one time. My brother and I, right? So this is my younger brother, and he's hammered, right? He's feeling good, and as we're walking out of the club. Some girl, like, driving by in her sports car. She's on the hefty side. So 
she she looks in our direction. Our Not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way. No, no. So <laughs> my brother's chunk. He looks at her. She looks at him, and he yells out in Greek. He says, "What are you looking at, you fat pig?" But in Greek, "Tikitas vremori vreskrofa vechondropatata." Right? <laughs> the girl goes in Greek right back. What, Davis? And me, my brother and I just started dying laughing. I go, "You see, you dumb fuck, be quiet." <laughs> he turned to me and he's like, "Go, he's like, go, let's go, exit stage left." <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I bet that girl never wished she was not Greek in her life before. She was like, "I wish I wasn't Greek." <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man. All right. The good old days. Back to our regularly scheduled program. We fell off hard that one. Uh, Pedro Pascal was on Jimmy Fallon recently. He's also on SNL. Did you see it? I watched the SNL. How was that? Uh, there were definitely some funny moments. Um, How was that Mar- the Mario thing? It was. It wasn't as good as everybody said it was. The the the, the graphics and like you know the background was was cool, but otherwise it wasn't. It was like it was kind of like meh, whatever. There was a, a bunch of other funny skits that he was in though that were really good. Um, He's a pretty funny guy. You got to watch the movie with him and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I heard Nicol- about that one. Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in the movie. That's, that's, that's his, his greatest Dude, role ever. Fantastic. Fantastic movie. Um, so let's get back to Pedro. We voted for him. Um, yeah. He was on Jimmy Fallon and he starts talking about Mandalorian. He goes, I can't say much, but I'll say this. He goes, I will say there'll be more Mandalorians. A lot of them. Really? Big epic battle. Plural. Maybe. So. That Robin teasing, Rodriguez directing everything. Oh, God. That teasing plural implies that there'll be more than one battle. Either among the Mandalorians or between the Mandalorians or an outside or enemy. Or inside the Mandalorians. Or <laughs> perhaps combination of both the hereafter. Why don't we play the play the clip right now, Mr. Master Producer? Season three next month. You are you are the Mandalorian. Uh, I, I know there's also so many secrets, and I don't want to spoil anything. I'll for tell anyone. you everything. No, I know I don't want that. But can can you tell fans anything about season three? I will say there will be more Mandalorians. All right, that's good. I'll take that. A lot of them. Big ha- epic battle. Plural. Maybe. Ooh. I love that. And Baby Yoda is not in this season. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They couldn't, they, they, they couldn't figure his contract out for season three. They're still, they're still in negotiation. Yeah, he's just got a good agent. How is Grogu? His head got bigger than his ear. Yeah, nice. How's, how is Grogu? What's he, what's he going to be doing this season? He's been very good. He's uh, uh, still learning. Oh. Uh, teaching. Yeah. Uh, he is. Protected. Protecting, yeah. I think if I say any more, yep, don't say it. I'll be replaced. <laughs> like not, not, not just as the Mandalorian, but as a human being in life. Like that's just that's like, how powerful Disney. Exactly, yeah. and their technology is so sophisticated. They'll just <laughs> I, replace a, a different AI, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, this is March first on Disney Plus. By the way. So what do you think, man? You think uh, his little uh, drop of seeds there was? Uh, he can't. He can't say that much. You know. I mean, that that's just the deal. Um, 
which is fine. I mean, I get it. I mean, this is, you know, NDAs and all that stuff. He wants to get people hyped up and ready to go. Um, but guess what? I don't get hype. I stay hype because ah, it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. I'm really excited for the season. Hopefully they do it right. As long as that I think they will. Kept, it's like a bitch kept their nose out of it. Let's see what happens. Who? Which bitch? Well, another bitch. Come on. I don't know who you're talking about. Kathleen Kennedy! Kennedy! <laughs> so you think the rumors are true about her messing with the Boba Fett show? It's It's gotta be. I mean, it really has to be. It's really one of the few things that explains nicely why it wasn't as good as it would have been. It should have been. Um, so you don't think it's just Filoni and Favreau dropping the ball and all no. the freaking... For marks for fa- the F boys are just trying to fucking save face. I don't think so. All right, I buy it. Listen, I told you my theory about Kathleen Kennedy and Luke Skywalker, dude. And I, I told you, I told you that they hit his face on purpose with on the dailies because they were hiding him because they she wasn't going to allow it. It's Ta- it's a theory that has started to grow on me, like herpes, like your anal warts. Anyway, yeah, either way. Listen, this. <laughs> Yeah, there's a theory about Mando, and it kind of connects Mandalore, the Darksaber, and the Force. So, did you see this theory? You remember what I'm talking about or no? Mandalore, the Darksaber, and the Force. Please jog my memory. Let's see. All right. George Lucas, he was very influenced, he was strongly influenced by Joseph Campbell's classic hero's journey, right? Okay. And Empire Strikes Back, right? Our favorite movie. There's a, they played this hero's journey motif straight in a scene with uh, Luke Skywalker over there as he enters the uh, dark side cave on Dagobah. Now, one stage in Campbell's hero journeys is the approach to the inmost cave with the heroes forced to confront their greatest fears and doubts. Fucking Tit for tat, like the dark side cave, right? Correct. So they're saying, presumably, this theory is saying that presumably Din Djarin's quest to the living waters of Mandalore will parallel Luke's experience of the Dagobah cave, evolving the bounty hunter into a Campbellian hero. Interesting. So he's so he, so his his quest will mimic Luke's quest. Yeah, they're saying that the living waters, because it's not the like the waters, it's the living waters. What does that mean? It could be a force vengeance. Oh, I'm sorry, force virgins. Virgins. I like that tra- better. Yeah, sounds cooler. Uh, and that it also, because it is a force virgins, that we might even get a flashback and again an, uh, an origin story to the dark saber. Mm. Listen, th- th- these are all things that they could really. Make not shine. a bad theory, dude. No, not at all. And these are all things that they can make shine, like fucking shine, shine. So, and the stuff that we would love to see and stuff that we would love to get. So, let's do it. I mean, I think it's it's already intriguing me. I'm intrigued. Well, I'm glad you're intrigued. Something has to spark your interest, and you're out of blue juice. So, good. Um, I, listen, Box full that shit. Bestman Bulletin. Listen, you got to bring some to Puerto Rico. Uh, Bestman Bulletin, um, they also reported that uh, the cast of The Mandalorian, they had, like, the these t-shirts. 
Um, and you all had Mandalorian helmets on it, right? So yeah. I guess the cast and crew were having yeah. their crew. And, and Casca Reeves helmet is on the t-shirt. So there's another little seed of spoiler. Yes, it makes perfect sense to bring her back. Like I said, I mean, she's not been doing much because she's was out of the, the WWE. Um, and I'm sure she wants to get more acting in it. So her agent probably reached out was like, hey, listen, we're available now if you need us to be uh, to be around. And here we are. So, are you going to celebration? Star Wars celebration? Uh, when is it? Is it, in May? is it in May again? Probably. Probably not. It's in, Lo- it's in London. Oh, I'm definitely not going that one. Gotcha. I wish I was going. It'd be nice. Have yes. some bangers and mash. Yep. They're going to have an exclusive Star Wars figure there the Darth Vader from the Revenge of the Jedi. It's going to be a. Um, like have a red tint to it. Like your dogs? Red Rocket? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, Rosario Dawson has confirmed she will be there on Sunday. Ooh. So what, what does, does that this... mean? Yeah, uh, go. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to see a little Ahsoka trailer over there. Stockton to Malone. Pretend see some stuff. Yeah, man, definitely. I see some so. stuff. Maybe an Ahsoka panel. Well, I mean that that would just completely make fucking sense. I mean that's that 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 that's a layup. You know what Come else on. is co- you know what else is coming on May fourth? Uh, not me. <laughs> Star Wars Visions. Ooh, back again. And Star Wars uh, Young Jedi Adventures. Ooh, which looks very interesting. Something to watch with the kitties. And I don't know if this is gimmick infringement on your part, but there's a character. There's a character on the Jedi Young Adventures called Nubs. Nubs. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I I got news for you. That's like when they call the really big guy in jail tiny. Doctor Nubs. <laughs> oh God! All right. Uh, also, more news came out. There's a dude named Eric Goldman, and no, not your accountant. He works at he works at Fandom, right? He says that Star Wars has two movies on Disney's current schedule of movie releases: December of 2025 and December 17 of 2027. It's a stretch out there. Mm. I mean, hopefully they do it right at celebration and give us information about these films. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? I, I would, I would imagine so. But uh, what do you think these films can be? Well, we know it's not going to be Patty Jenkins' fucking film, right? Yeah. You think it's going to be that David, whatever his name is, Mindelof, Hindelof? Hindelof? Which one was that one? That was the guy from who did Lost? Yeah. He's probably the front runner right now for whatever it is. So, what do you think the 2027 one is? Do you think it's going to be uh, Feige's? It's going to be Ryan Johnson, baby. Oh, Cole Spiro. Hey, Spiro. Oh, I'm a fucking heart attack. What do you think about Ryan Johnson, Spiro? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Kathleen Kennedy. Fuck Ryan Johnson. Neither of them should ever be involved with Star Wars ever again. And if that happens, I'm going to march my ass. Right up to the front doors of Disney. I'm going to kick down the doors and I'm going to lay it the smack of down on both the candy asses. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, happy mm. birthday. Not to you, but 
to John Williams, who just celebrated another birthday, another round around the sun. So God guy's bless still, him. Guy's still kicking, baby. Let's do it. He's not retiring. I thought he was out. No, he's back in. Every time I'm out, they pull they me back pull in. They pull me back in. And Amblin Entertainment, Steven Spielberg, yep. is doing a documentary on his life. I think that's brilliant. I think it's going to be an awesome fucking documentary. That's, that, that's, that's one guy who I want to know a little bit more about. Which one, Steven or John? Yeah, well, they're doing one on Steven already. That one's coming out soon. Um, I saw coming attractions for that on, I can't remember which movie I was watching, whatever the last movie I saw. Debbie Does Dallas. Yes, no, that was my first movie I saw. Um, and they're doing like a Steven Spielberg documentary, which I think is going to be pretty cool um, because the guy's a fucking legend. Um, but the John Williams one is going to be great. I think it's really cool. I mean, they, they, the guy has legitimately housed and been behind so many, many, many iconic musics. I mean, Superman theme, right? He was behind that one. He was behind Indiana Jones, all the Star Wars stuff. Didn't he do Jurassic. Jaws too? Jurassic Park. He's done a ton of stuff. He's done everything. everything. He's the man. He's the, he's the GOAT. He is the guy. There's really he's, no denying that. He's the yeah. Michael Jordan of uh, composers. He's the LeBron James. Of How composers. dare you? <laughs> Don't even go there, you piss of shit. Fuck it, the LeBron. He's a jabroni. He's a little bitch. I put him in the camel clutch. I make him humble. So, do you know this? Wait, 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 do you know what amazing stat I found out this week? A what? Amazing stat I found out this week. Uh, two girls with green eyes? No. Oh. Two, two girls, one cup. How many three-pointers <laughs> do you think that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has made in his career? 33. The answer is one. Really? Only one three-pointer? Only one. So he got all those with twos and free throws. Interesting. And how many does LeBron have? LeBron has thousands and thousands. Ah, uh, so? There you go. Listen. Wow, so wild. Listen, is he talented? Very much so. Is he the GOAT? Not even remotely close. Off I the top he, of my I think he's got to be in the GOAT conversation. I know no, he's a Larry Bird, the great no, white hope. No, no. MJ is number one all day, every day. Okay? Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are two and three. Even Dr. J and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was better than LeBron James, bro. Uh, Get out of here. That's a stretch. No way. Guaranteed. These guys were actual players. He's a little prissy little prima donna, bro, who wants to give his political freaking, uh, you know, opinion every chance he gets, and he bows down to Xi Jinping over there, blows his little, 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 little yellow egg roll every chance he gets. Anyway, enough of my ranting. We got egg rolls? Do you know who this guy is? Have you heard this name before? Nick Sant. Nick Sant. Um, I know it's not the alias you used to use when you sign in at the hotel rooms back in the day. Uh, did, did we all do that, by the way? <laughs> yes. What's your name? Uh, Dick Hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Rusty. Rusty John. <laughs> Rusty Trombone. <laughs> Huge, huge anus. <laughs> All right. Seriously, do you know the name Nick Sant? Uh, no. Okay. 
Well, that name, Nick Sant, is casting doubt on a Captain Rex theory. What do I mean? There's a new figure coming out by Black Series where you can interchange the face. And what that face that you can change pertains to... Yes, 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 yes. ...is an, uh, a figure that is part of the Trailblazers or the troop on Endor. Yes. And Nick Sant is the face of the white bearded guy that people thought was Rex. Yes, this is definitely coming out. So it's a it's a figure of the Endor Trooper. That's what I just said. And you could pop out that little mask. A la, they did this. They did this gimmick already with the Hoff Trooper. Um, you could pop out the little mask and switch it in. So you could do what we like to what we like to affectionately call in the action figure world army build. Because let me tell you. What's better than one Hoth Trooper or Endor Trooper? More than one, because we want to have a bunch of them because we're going to simulate, you know, the movie and the gimmick and be like little fucking uh, little girls sitting on the floor playing with our dolls. You're right. Now, Filoni was asked about this via IG. About toy? No, about the, the theory about him being Rex. And via IGN... He stated uh, that if fans think that Nick Stant is really Rex, then they're perfectly welcome to do so, even if it doesn't exactly align with the canon. So, so we could do whatever. I've been telling everybody. It's, I've been telling that to my kids that that is Rex. It makes perfect sense that it's Rex. I mean, come he on, dressed that way at the last season of uh, Rebels too. So I just put two and two together. I don't think it was a coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidences. Um, also, your boy, Liam Neeson, Ooh. he recently stepped out and did an interview when they asked about him doing Star Wars projects. He said, no, he's done. Oh, he's I'm, done. I'm done. I don't want to hear about that no more. Come on, please. He said that shit when, when they asked me about Kenobi. And guess what? We saw him at the end. Okay, buddy. No one, no one's buying your bullshit now, my friend. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. Um, Fuck that guy. Unless they do a Kenobi season two, he's not coming back. Fool me once, shame on you. Well, I, fool me too. I could describe America in one word. Put that um, one in. I don't even know what that's from. That's Biden talking on the speech. You oh, could definitely get that clip. Forget that guy. Anyway. Oh, I heard it, sir. Spot. Um, no, please. Not my spot. <laughs> <laughs> my G spot, my ball spot, my liver spots. Oh, um, do you know? Do you know why pirate? You know why pirates mark their treasure with an X? Um, no. Because if they mark it with a G, they'll never be able to find it. <laughs> X marks the spot. I, I got it. I got it. I got a G spot. I got it. I get it all the time. Don't worry. Um, I feel bad for pirates. Are <laughs> that's because they're, they're butt pirates. Uh-huh. No, they're too busy taking care of their kids. I don't get that one. Jolly Roger. Oh, got it. Okay. Anyway, love um, you, Chris. Anyway, go on. Breaking kayfabe. Um, always. I really think Nick Saint is a uh, Nick Sand. Nick Sand is Rex. I, I really do because it just just makes sense in my brain and it makes me want to believe it and. 
it's a nice little tie-in and it gives me great great pleasure that rex was still alive and doing his thing for the rebellion i agree to honor you know the jedi that that he loved and he served and against order 66 i totally agree so fuck what the canon says fuck the nixon <laughs> oh your girl Daisy Ridley. Yeah, man. She says she was worried that you're not sending her any more dick pics. Oh, uh, no, well, hold on a second. Give me five minutes. <laughs> Let me get chubbed up and I'll, I'll get back on. You need five minutes to get chubbed up? Yeah, I, I got to shut this camera up. Stop looking at you. You look <laughs> like my dick, so I can't. I can't. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, huge and jacked. I feel honored. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's more disturbed, my dick or you. I'll We're tell you one thing. That <laughs> Definitely, a dick's been in a lot more dirtier places than I have been. So uh, it's debatable. <laughs> You've wrestled in NYWC, so that's <laughs> and Virginia. <laughs> oh, yo, 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 Virginia. Um. Anyway, Daisy Ridley did an interview, and she was uh, worried that she was the wrong person to play Ray. And was only truly comfortable in that role in the last film. Oh, that's great. But Ridley recently explained that she worried she had been miscast in the role of Ray while making the first two movies in the sequel trilogy. On the third film, Rise of Skywalker, I was very present, Ray told The Hollywood Reporter. On the first two, I was like, oh my God. They've chosen the wrong person. That's the worst <laughs> British accent I've ever heard. <laughs> I it was a half British accent. Oh my God. They've chosen the wrong person. Oh my God. I'm going to screw it up. It's getting worse. Yeah, thank you. I'm tired. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So the best is when we shit this article with Pharaoh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something funny, though. Well, uh, we got to read his response. Get it on the thing real quick. Which one? From it was the, on the Facebook one. All right. Let me think. On, on the chat? <laughs> yeah. That's Spiro. You got to do it in your Spiro impersonation. Um, when, do uh, share, when do we share this? I'm looking for it right now. Oh, come on, dude. You're oh, I'm looking. Look, look, look. Make believe it's Tank McCoy's shaft to get on it right quick. The Daisy one? Right. The Daisy yeah. one, right? No, that, that that's the that's the gay Luke one. Hold on, we can talk about that at some point. No, it's on the the Facebook chat one, dude. Messenger. Fa- I am a Facebook. Oh, that's it. That, oh, my bad. That's Instagram. Okay, hold on. Jesus Christ, I can't think. All this right, guy I'm on the spot right now. Hold on. Uh, this this moment is built. Uh, so well, while I look for that, I'm gonna tell you that the funny thing is that um, Daisy Ridley and Carrie Fisher have something in common that the, both of them were completely not there for their for their roles in the first two movies. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> And Carrie, because Carrie was all coked up, that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much shit do you share? Jesus Christ! Here we go. No Greek god, it happens. Here we go. Spiro says, <coughs> and I quote: "Fuck her insecurities. Shh. Like she really gave a shit. Star Wars, Disney money. Oh, by the way, those are all with S's that were dollar signs. All day and night long. But she was good as Ray." <laughs> that was the worst fear I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> nice try. A for effort. All right. Um, I, I, I agree with Spiro on this. I think that um 
she 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 cashed some checks and she she did a pretty good job i think i mean i she, I was I was it's believable for me. I liked her as a hero. You know, I didn't mind like everybody was pissing, you know, pissed off because oh, it's a girl. Oh my god, the leads. Who who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, I liked her. I think she did a great job. Uh, she f- has what we commonly call in the professional world, you know, sometimes pretender syndrome. It's when you get thrust in a role and you feel that you are not ready for that role. Deep down in your heart, you like every day you wake up, you're like, oh my god, it was supposed something bad happens. I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, I, I'm not ready for this. This is not who. This is not who you should be putting your trust in. Yada so we yada call, yada. We call snowflake itis. Snowflake itis. Um. So some people do get that. I mean, listen, the, the job that I have is a very high, is a high intensity job. You know, like people's lives are in my hands, and not just people's, people's children's lives are in my hands. Yeah. So. You say that as you spend an hour looking for parking and people are dying it's, in the ER. Uh, no, I, I wasn't I wasn't working clinically, so I was going off of stuff. Zoom Zoom is a beautiful thing. Um, so, and you know, I see a lot of my residents and my fellows get this because they feel that, you know, they are not up to the task because they think that they're not. This is this is it's it's beyond them or something like that. But in reality, and then, and then you walk up to them and go, "Do you concur?" Yes, you concur <laughs> exactly because that's what you got to do. Because um, in reality, it's really not. I mean, I think everybody feels like that at some point about a job they're doing. And they're like, well, I got here for a reason. Maybe it's because I'm a cis white male. Who knows? Um, but I'm going to do the goddamn best job I can do. And that's all you can ask for. The more you know. Boom, 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 boom. All right. So, um, but I think she did a great job. I, th- I, think, I think she was a great character. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter if she did a great job or not. She gets paid to say some fucking lines. True. That's it. If the movies suck or because they don't talk well to each other, that's out of her pay grade. That's not up to her. That's up to the the the, the head honchos at Lucasfilm and Disney. She did a great job as Ray. We know that. But this, uh, you know, what was me? It's all these fucking people who, you know. People love this shit, though. You know that. They, they want more attention. That's what I'm looking. She's fishing for the attention, trying to normalize herself. She got paid at 20 years old or whatever old she is, 22 years old, to be the face of an to IP. To blow up like the world trade. Yeah. Oh, too soon. And, uh, you know, point being is now she's saying, well, I wasn't really ready. Shut the fuck up. Yes, you were. I'm sorry. You did a great job. And if you did a great job like that when you weren't ready, Jesus Christ, you're going to get an Oscar when you are ready. Daisy. I'm not talking about the grouch. Daisy, Daisy, I, I, I still love you, baby. Don't worry. Even even though the mean Papa Don doesn't. Come on, please, bro. Please. You know what has love? You know I don't know what love? has love. The prequels. The prequels got love from whom? Everybody. Everyone loves the prequels now. It did a whole 180, dude. That's that's insanity, man. I mean, I remember the days where the, the dark days where the prequels were hated. Ugh, Nobody too. wanted to be there. Me too. I mean, I, there there are a few people out there that hate him, like uh, our friend Chris Feehan. What's up, Chris? Shout out to him. But I love him. And uh, I mean, are they perfect? No. Is the OT perfect? No. Is anything perfect? No. Um. But a lot of stuff came out this week regarding the prequels, deleted, uh, changed scenes, deleted scenes. Yeah, there was a uh, big thing with uh, Nick Gallard, Gallard, 
He was the um, action um, stunt coordinator. Stunt coordinator. There you go. Sorry. Thank you. For the prequels, um, this is a guy that I've known about. He was actually one of the Jedi also in um, – he was in the prequels himself as a Jedi. I think it was during the the Battle of uh, Geonosis. I believe he was in there. Um, and he was the one who was doing all the stunt coordination for Ewan and for um, Hayden and for all those guys and, you know, teaching them how to throw their lightsabers around. Absolutely. Um, so he did a big interview with Star Wars Theory, right? And Star Wars Theory said, oh, can you tell me about the prequels? Oh, oh, stop it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Daisy really cries. You yell at her. I fucking do. I make fun of Star Wars Theory and then you yell at me. It's great. Stop. Don't be fucking that asshole. What's his name? Uh, from the storyboard group. The Dalgo. Yeah, fucking idiot. Anyway. So Listen. This, the it starts with episode two. The, the, in the interview, they said that uh, first of all, it happened actually episode one. The Maul Qui Gon fight was a lot longer, and he said that the part where he jumped with Maul, uh, where Qui Gon jumps on the, the 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 ship to escape, mm-hmm. Maul fight Maul follows him, jumps on the ship. They have a little battle on there, oh, this and is he the, the, the first Maul Qui Gon fight. Yes, and then he uh, falls off into the sun and lands. When he's in Tatooine, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then in, in episode two... Master, I have fallen in some Twi'leks vagina off the ship. The Jedi would know us now. Darth Quiff. Alright. <laughs> you done? I'm done. Okay. Attack of the Clones original lightsaber duel at the end was different. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be with Yoda, according to Nick Gillard. He says that uh, the fi- what we saw at the final cut in the film, where Hayden Christian, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi face off against Christopher Lee's Count Dooku, uh, was a lot different than what initially was supposed to go happen. Because what happens, if you don't know this, then you listen to the wrong podcast. You fucking retards. After they get their ass kicked by Dooku, Yoda shows up and fights Dooku. He goes, and this change was made on the day of filming by George Lucas himself, right? So that's very weird. Very wild, yep, I agree. Dooku was supposed to have a much bigger fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Again, this happened on the day. So we get there to shoot it as it was with a much bigger fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin. And George says he wanted Yoda in it. On the day, he said, however, it starts, the blast doors are going to open, and there's Yoda. Instead of getting injured by Dooku as quickly as he did in the final cut, Gillard also revealed that Anakin was supposed to have a long fight with Dooku that would have taken up all the screen time that originally went to Yoda in that scene. George is like, bring in, bring in the puppet. <laughs> that was actually good. Better the Aspiro impersonation. <laughs> When Obi and Anakin fight Dooku and Yoda comes in, in that fight originally, Yoda wasn't in it. Yoda's place was taken up by a much bigger fight with Anakin. So, what do you think? Would you have liked to see a, f- a bigger fight with Dooku and Anakin, or do you, do you like the oh, the Yoda change? Um, we this is in two, right? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yes. You know, we 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 get to see 
I guess you know m- maybe he repurposed the whole Anakin fight in the in the third one, um, with uh, Dooku. So uh, I, I I don't I'm not 100% missing um, any more action over there. I think the Yoda thing was good because it brings in first of all it, you know it gives us finally the shine on Yoda's fighting skills, which I remember that you know dope scene where he pulls back his cloak and he just flicks out the fucking lightsaber to his hand like he's a switchblade. Um, I popped massive for that in the theaters. And same to have the like the lineage of those two that goes through through you know Qui Gon as well and through through Obi Wan and through through Anakin, um, I think is cool because Doku was um, Yoda's Padawan, right? Yes. So you have literally like you know the seven degrees separation of kevin bacon over there you got yoda training doku doku training qui-gon qui-gon training obi-wan obi-wan training anakin um which i think is pretty cool so i i think i prefer it the way they did it and like they said in the article you know who are we to question george lucas exactly you see because then when you think it's over the plot thickens there's more. Um, this also happened in episode three. Revenge of the Sith. And both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen try to get the ending changed to what originally they had. So. They didn't this get is, the ending changed to back to what they had. What originally was planned. Yes, not what we saw. So Nick Gillard says that there was a version the virgin it's a 40 Hold on. and nick Gillard describes it in detail how i icon- how the iconic duel actually ended in this this old version explaining that anakin's limbs were cut off in a much different way than in the actual film and that obi-wan was more on the defensive the volcano thing where they land on that droid wasn't there originally they swung and they landed. They swung off that great big uh, boat and they landed on the side of the volcano on the lava right next to each other. And straight away, Anakin grabs Obi-Wan. By, uh, the, by the guy by, boots? <laughs> he, grabs, he grabs Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan drops a saber, right? He has him by the throat. And as he got him, Obi-Wan Saber is down on the ground. Anakin says, and when I read this, I heard, uh, what's his name's voice? I have you now. I'm sorry. It has to be this way, my master. And actually, lets the lightsaber go. Obi-Wan hunches to get away from it, sucks sucks his saber up. As Ooh. he pulls his saber up, he that cuts. way dirty than it should be. He cuts through Anakin's arms almost by mistake and then chops through the legs almost by mistake and the whole body fell off of his legs it was more of a defensive gone wrong kind of move it it was strong but it's george lucas we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for george so i think it's foolish second guessing him uh star wars theory echoed a gillard by saying whatever george wants is the right decision to which Gillard agreed exactly, it's his vision. So basically, what happens is 
Anakin has him by the throat and says, I'm sorry it has to be this way, my master. And Anakin, uh, what's his name, calls the saber over and it slices through his hands by accident. And then he grabs the saber and turns around and slices his legs off. And then we see his body just do this. Doc. Plop. <laughs> what do you prefer? All right. So so as much as I would like to actually see how that went down and, and how they, they would have actually filmed that, it sounds a little, a little stretched. Um, I mean, how, how do you fucking cut a guy? I, I, listen, I guess you shoot you shoot a guy, you know, four times by accident. I guess you can do anything, right? Um, I've seen that happen a few times. I don't know. I shot him four times by accident. Um, it sounds two a, shots in the back of the head. It's a suicide. Ex- exactly. Uh, it sounds a bit of a a bit of a stretch where they have you know this happening over here. Um, though again, like I said, I would like to see it happen. If that's the case, though. We we don't get a few things. We don't get ever one of the greatest lines in Star Wars history. You are my brother, Anakin. Well, uh, no, we may we still may get that one, but but we we don't get. I have the high ground, Anakin. Don't try it. Um, which is something that I think I use on a daily basis. So we don't get that. Um, we also don't we also don't get Obi Wan saying, "I like my friends like I like my chicken, extra crispy." No. Um, we we don't get the high ground, and we with the most important thing I think we don't get is we don't get Obi Wan being as absolutely positively ruthless as he was when he fucking completely dismembers his best friend, his brother, his Padawan, the guy that saved his ass many many times. Because that is one thing that has stuck with me. For a long, long time, is how utterly ruthless Obi Wan was when he did that, and almost—I mean, you could see the pain in his face, but did you see regret in his face? I don't know. I don't know. He was definitely hurting, but he was like, "This is what I gotta fucking do," and he's got a rock in his boot. Exactly. It's that pivotal moment. In the life of Obi Wan Kenobi, where he has to he has to resort to do that to his best friend, and then turn around and leave him burning to death without putting him, him out of his misery. I mean, that is some fucking gangster shit right there. You're onto something. I think you're right. I think I do prefer the way we got it as opposed to the way it could have been. Um, and I too would like it to see it sheds but... it in a different light. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It hits it hits you on so many emotional levels, or it could be that we're just so emotionally attached to that scene that we can't see it any other way. I don't know. You know, there, there, there's probably that. I mean, if you think about something, but you know, there, there's been plenty of things that I thought about, and you know, of, of things that I love and things that I like. I'm like, you know what? If they did it, did they just change this just a little bit? I think it would have been a little bit better. Um, is is that scene completely perfect? No, by any means, I don't think it's completely perfect. Um, is it as close to perfect? And does it really fucking tug on your heartstrings, like like very few other things do? Yeah, I think it does. I agree. Yep, you're on point. You're on point, sir. All the time. Oh, ha- hard to replicate it. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, there's a deleted scene that ca- has come. Into the limelight, and is, 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 is it how Anakin put Luke and Leia inside there? Because that's the least no. I want to see. Yeah, 
it's it's Attack of the Clones deleted scene. It supports a Mace Windu and Anakin theory. According to the theory, when Mace tells Anakin to await his return from confronting Supreme Chancellor Palpatine in the Jedi Council chambers, he isn't simply abandoning him. He intends to make Anakin a Jedi Master should he be telling the truth about Palpatine being a Sith Lord. Wow, Anakin fucking turns fucking Henry Hill and he gets to become a master? Holy shit. Now, the deleted deleted scene supports this theory because in this deleted scene, it's a discussion as Kenobi, between Kenobi and Windu as they're walking Kenobi back to his ship. And Kenobi is against Anakin, telling him that the boy's impatient. And uh, throwing him under the bus. Oh, throwing him right under the fucking bantha fucking sack right there. And and Mace is like, should I make this motherfucker master? And Windu's actually defending Anakin. So I saw the scene. It was very interesting. Um, Definitely, definitely add something to the... Well, let me ask you a question. Mace is the one who I'm going to give you a little for a certain point of view right now, right? Mace. Okay, actually, before you say anything, let's play the clip. It appears someone doesn't want us to know about this Camino system, which means there's something happening on that system that we should know about. Master, do you think a Jedi could have erased those files? I hope not. But this disturbance in the Force is making it hard to get a sense of things. I'm concerned for my Padawan. He is not ready to be on his own. If the prophecy is true, he is the one who will bring balance to the Force. But he still has much to learn. His skills have made him, well, arrogant. I realize now what you and Master Yoda knew from the beginning. The boy was too old to start his training. Master, we should not have been given this assignment. I fear Anakin will not be able to protect the Senator. Why? He has an emotional connection with her. It's been there since he was a boy. Now he's confused. Distracted. Obi-Wan, you must have faith that he will choose the right path. Yes, Master. All right, Doc, say what you're going to say now. Okay, so Mace is the guy who, who was holding Anakin down, right? He was the one who basically was telling him, you know, we're not going to grant you the rank of master. What? Get what? He goes, you're on the council. We we don't grant you the rank of master. He pulls it Austin. What? 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 Um. So he was the one who was kind of holding him down. I I would assume that if you ask, maybe except Yoda, maybe except Obi Wan, anybody else in the council. Should Anakin be the you know be, be granted the rank of master? They would have said yes, right? The guys had multiple successful missions. Yeah, he's a little cocky. Yeah, he's a little reckless, but we, there's no denying that he doesn't get shit done. And we saw that in the Clone Wars, right? I mean, that's that was evident. Um, now Obi Wan may have disagreed because he was a little closer to him and didn't want him to do it. But Mace was definitely the driving force of this here. That was like, no, nah, that's not going to happen, fam. Um, yeah, it's got to wait. So, Sith gets revealed. Shit's going down. Mace is now worried that they got blindsided, that they got bamboozled, that they got hoodwinked, that they got Donnie bricked. 
And he says to himself, self, um, I think it's time to start stacking the deck so you could save your own ass and we could potentially pull whatever's left of this fucking Jedi Order out of the fire. What's the best way to do that? Well, I made some enemies who are pretty powerful. Maybe if I make them my friends, we could join forces, kind of cliche, and potentially stop what's happening and restore order to the to the force in order to the you know to the to the to the rebellion to the, to the fucking republic. And how does he do that? The kid over here. So is he just doing that as of self-preservation or preservation for the Jedi Order? Or is he really doing that because he's like, oh Anakin, you did a really good job by figuring out who the Sith Lord is. Um I'm gonna give you a little a little raise key for that. Very interesting perspective. Um, I mean, they know how close he was with Dooku. So if he decided to go Henry Hill and fucking Jose Canseco his ass, then that would definitely give him a lot of brownie points with Mace Windu and the council. So who knows? But that 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 definitely does, you know, make you go, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, dep- it, it, it depends. It depends how you look at it. You know, you could see it from both sides. Um, Mace, Mace is definitely not, you know, he's not a guy who I would trust. No. <sighs> he definitely, uh, excuse me, he definitely is... Um, out for self. Hubris. Very cocky. Maybe he's out for self. Oh, absolutely. He'd rather look good than win. No? You don't get that reference? I, what's that... Um... Eastbound and Down, I don't know. Eastbound and Down, Swipe Man Can't Jump. You ever watch Eastbound and Down? Love it. Fucking hilarious. Oh, hell yeah. Danny McBride? Anyway, Dooku said a quote in Revenge of the Sith on the novelization that basically sums up the difference between Jedi and Sith best. And I want to share that quote with you, Doc, because you're my boy. Here's the quote. If it's yellow, let it mellow. mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. The Jedi allow the Force to direct them. Dooku directed the Force. Jedi let... Okay, that makes sense. Is he he also explaining that the Sith directed the Force too? Yeah, the Sith direct the Force... The Jedi allow the Force to direct them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I would say that that makes sense. I thought it was very, very... Uh, yep. Not interesting. I mean, it is interesting, but the word I'm looking for is... Uh, very true. Yeah. Holds a lot of weight. Very insightful. You know who D. Bradley Baker is? D. Bradley Baker is the voice over that does the clones... And a bunch of other guys in the Star Wars universe. He's getting paid every time he opens his mouth. Bro. That's amazing. That's just like, like you. Oh, boy, here you go. You beat me to it. <laughs> well, D. Bradley Baker sat down that interview of what's coming up with Star Wars, The Bad Bad Season 2. He goes, the adventures, twists of plot, and the turns of fate that are coming will be unexpected. Some will be welcome, some will not. But 
it's a heck of a ride. I think fans are going to be very happy with the where the seasons when the second season goes. It's an exciting thing to be part of and experience with a fresh mind, not knowing what you're going to see or what's going to happen, because that for me was always part of the thrill of Star Wars. Tracking back to the OT to the original episode four and even episode five. The best thing is being surprised and knocked out by something that you haven't seen or didn't expect. And there's a lot of that coming your way, Baker says. So buckle up. Because here it comes. Some big words. Some big ass words right there. Buckle up, bitch. Buckle up, buttercup. Take it. Um, that's cool. I mean, he's this guy is uh, he's he's a gem in the Star Wars universe. He's also, you know, one of the linchpins that the you know that's been doing a lot of cool stuff for Star Wars for many many years. So, if he's excited, that means that we're gonna get some cool shit that comes down. Yeah, and since you're four behind, dude, episodes five is good, but six, seven, eight are great. Good. Can't wait to watch them. Hopefully tomorrow. S- yeah, right. You're full of fucking fictitious lies. <laughs> I got I got something else. Some, fucking something CNN going on here. tomorrow. I got something going on tomorrow. So, Yeah, hanging out with fucking Jack Tripper and Larry. <laughs> at, the, at the Regal Beagle. At the Bistro. Um, all right, guess what, Doc? Um, you just made the list! You just made the list! There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a segment on here that says, You just made the list. And what we do is we take the lists from the internet that we find about Star Wars. We present it to you guys, and you, we let you know whether they're good lists or they're skata, basura, garbage. So, Doc, we have one, two, three, four lists. Which you go pick first? I pick first. All right, hold on. Let me put my papers down. You want me to do it first? All right, you go first. Go. Four ways Daisy Ridley could return to Star Wars. Oh, so four ways that I'm gonna make her. Anyway. Number one, reverse cowgirl. Number two, doggy style. Number three, missionary. <laughs> no, Number four, sixty-nine. I want to waste one of those on that. Yeah, sixty-nine. That was that was the one that was directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> All right, missionary. Uh-uh. Here, first way she can come back training the next generation of Jedi. I'm gonna be like doggy style. I'm be like feel the force. Breathe. Whisper, whispers. <laughs> breathe, breathe with me. <laughs> <laughs> Let it flow through you. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> when, when, when Wheel of Fortune was like, oh, what's your podcast? I was like, the Resistance podcast. <laughs> oh, <my God>. You do a podcast? No, 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 no. That's false news. Fake yeah. news. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's my other brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. First way is training the next generation of Jedi. Yeah. Second way is going on a quest for ancient Jedi relics. Oh, Carlito's way. That's fucking Luke did that. Number three. Succeeding Leia as a political leader. Mm. That was interesting. I don't think it fits her character, no. per se, but that'd be a little interesting twist. And number four, embracing 
the dark side. Ooh. And it's not Boku dark side. It's mm. the actual dark side. <laughs> and, and, and there's a picture of Finn. He's like. <laughs> uh, he's like, damn. Finn's like, fuck, I almost had him. Almost had him. Anyway, okay, my turn. Uh-huh. All right, 20 things you somehow missed in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. All right, here we go. Stormtroopers were largely left-handed. Interesting, interesting. Wow. I didn't realize, yeah. A bunch of them are grabbing and holding the trigger with their left hand. Wait, they're holding the gagoots with their left the hand? The gagoots with their left hand. Um, Jesus Christ, what's the rest of this article? Let's see. Uh, it's one of those press ones. Next. Oh, great. Here we go. 19, Obi-Wan doesn't actually say an iconic line in this movie. Um, Why? Oh, oh, Obi-Wan never says, says, may the force be with you. Hmm, interesting. No, he doesn't. He says the force will be with you always. Says, yes, exactly. And use the force, but he never says the force will be with you. Okay, next. Let's see. Han says it. Tooth. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, two billion one two billion one million five hundred forty nine thousand three hundred and eleven folks died during the runtime. Died during the runtime. Um, what? That's largely thanks largely to the big old ball of terror that is the Death Star. A new up doesn't doesn't ha, doesn't half come with a staggering death count. According to the list of deaths wiki, a grand total of the number I said, folks bite the dust over the course of episode four with um, 1,549,209 of those actually being Imperial crew members who were on board the planet killer during the moment Luke Skywalker blasted it with one hell of a reactive core shot. Um, and then they're saying that two billion people died in Alderaan. Got it. Okay. A lot of people died in Star Wars. We killed a lot of people. Alderaan's planetary shield didn't do much to stop the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Thanks. Darth Vader had only eight minutes of screen time. We know this already. He was very limited, limited in his uh, Star Wars there. Um, a specific Tusken Raider beat was actually looped. Yep, knew that. Um, is that the... Yeah, when he's over Luke's body, yep. The band was played by... How much do you love me? Love you. A lot of love you, why? Next time you bang your wife, you're about to come. Can you please do that again? I've done that plenty of times already. <laughs> and I go. <laughs> Actually, when when I get in bed with her and my, my feet roll up against her legs, I go. <laughs> I said, babe, what is this? Life day. Shade those fucking things. <laughs> the banta was played by an Asian elephant. Oh, yep. Knew that. Kind of racist. Um. IG unit heads are used as dispensers in the cantina. Yes, yep, I know that. that. Yep. And they were actually airplane parts. Mark Hamill's helmet words weren't in the script, but his line was still left in. Um, uh, his what? His helmet words weren't in the script. Let's see here. Uh, um, oh, he says, I can't see a thing in this helmet that wasn't in the uh, in the film, in the, in the, in the script, but, they, but oh. they left it in. Uh, it's not only Star Wars. It's the only Star Wars movie not boasting an iconic theme. That's because these themes weren't iconic yet. They just they're, they're, uh, they're introducing them. It was not only was Vader's debut Imperial March free. It turns out Episode Four actually sits as the only Star Wars movie to not once throw out even a version of the iconic theme at any point in the tale. Hmm, interesting. It debuted in Empire Strikes Back. You should go back and fix that. 
the origins of certain alien languages. Um, so we're talking about what the Jawas talk. Uh, they apparently speak a, is based on an African language of Zulu, which Ben Burt speeding up the dialogue spoken by actors in post-production. Um, Greta was speaking the, the language of Quechaya, a native of language of South America. Um, okay. Uh, McClunky, I guess that's one of the words. A mirror helped achieve those speeder wide shots. I knew that. They taped the mirror to the bottom of, the, of, of a rolling speeder to reflect the sand off of it. So that was easy to do. You can do that at home, folks. Mark Hamill burst the blood vessel and had to be shot from one side during the trash compactor scene. Um, I bursted a couple of blood vessels. So a familiar looking skeleton in the desert is the crate dragon. We knew that. Harrison Ford made up his intercom lines. Um, he says, George, you can't type this shit, but you you can type the shit, but you can't say it. Um, and that's when he said, everything's perfectly all right now. Mm. We're in conversation anyway. Uh, Mark Hamill's own numbers, own number was used on screen. Cheeky Laresque, Mark Hamill was that again. Trash compactor sequence, youngster was going out his way to sneak what he claimed was his own phone number into the finished scene. Hamill was originally set to unleash a long serial number to 3PO after just about surviving, potentially becoming the whole lot thinner. Uh, when it came to the sequence, the blocking meant that Harrison Ford was closer to the door, uh, meaning that Luke couldn't preserve his phone number forever on film. That would have been pretty fucking funny if he would have thrown his phone number there and someone figured out and gave him a call. He's like, you know what you win? My penis. Watt went into the original lightsaber sound, um, what created the hum. Ben yep. Burt was, uh, it was a the humming Power of the keepers. old 35 millimeter projector in a 70s tube TV to create what is now unquestionably most imitated sound of the galaxy far, far away. Oh, no, that was the laser blast, sorry. And what were you actually looking at when it came to the lightsabers? Um, what you're taking in, Luke, is Anakin Skywalker's lightsabers. Actually, got Garaflex camera side flash attached. We know that already. Um, Obi Wan's was uh, combining an Armitage Shank Starlight model hand wheel, a uh, British rifle grenade, and a Browning AM2 machine gun booster, and a Rolls Royce Durant MK89 jet engine balance pipe. Okay, that's a lot of stuff. The familiar sound that went into some sidekicks' voices. Um, Chewbacca Benbert opened the holes of different mammals together for varying growls and roars, including bears, badgers. Seals, lions, and moaning walruses. I've made a few walruses moan in my time. Love fat chicks. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, also, Bert's intriguing way of bringing R2D's various beeps and whistles into existence. An ARP 2600 analog synthesizer was mixed with his own vocalizations or process or other effects to create baby-like cries and sound effects. And number one, Carrie Fisher's accent suddenly changes for one scene. Yes, she became British for a little bit, but some people said she was actually trying to mock Grand Moff Tarkin. And also, one of the things that they don't mention in this thing is that you get the greatest shot of her nipples when she's in the Trias Compactor. Money. Nice. Got to see that one again. All right, Ahsoka, Disney Plus show. Every character confirmed to appear full cast so far so number one ahsoka tano Dawson. Oh, oh. spoiler alert number two sabine wren Matisha lee bordizo not you know frank, rizzo. Frank, Anakin, frank rizzo anakin skywalker as hey greatest christians anakin skywalker chopper 
actor unknown, probably voiced by Dave Filoni like it was in the show. Hira Sandula, rumored Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ezra Bridger, Iman Isfandi. I think that's still a rumor, not confirmed. Grad Admiral Thrawn, rumored. Also rumored to be played by, uh, what's his name? Scars, no, not Scarsgard. Is it Scarsgard? No. Yeah, it's um, no uh, the guy um, Matt Mickelson. Matt, yeah, Mickelson. There we go. Who does his voice on uh, Rebels? Ray Steve, uh, Ray Stevenson. He's on the show. He's uh, so either a, they're saying here a villainous admiral, but last week he was supposedly uh, a Jedi. They fell to the dark side, named uh, Babylon or Bylon or something like that. Um, and Shin, who is Ivana Sakno, supposed to be playing the um, apprentice to this fallen Jedi dark side user. And then there's an honorable mention that there's going to be a lone wolf on the show. So that's that. Not an airwolf? That's a. No. A lone uh, A little thaw wolf, you know, like uh, one of those big wolves that uh, you saw, Rebels, right? Okay, just checking because you okay. don't watch fucking Bad Bat, so I just figured that out. I'm watching. I'm getting through it anyway. Nine it. Jedi, nine Jedi and Sith who can peer in the acolyte. Okay, hold on. Here's one of them. Raven, 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 and Raven. Um, Darth, Darth, Plagueis. Um, the Plagueis. Yeah. Uh, Darth Tenebrius. That's the guy. That's the Bith, the one. And Biths that's are the. the um, that's the, the one that, ta- that 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 trained um, Sidious, not Sidious. Plagueis trained Plagueis. The Biths are the guys who play the uh, in the band in the cantina. Um, Yoda, Yoda's always around. Yaddle, Yoda Yaddle, Terra Sinubi. A uh, popular Clone Wars minor character from the Clone Wars, best remembered when he, the arc he shared with young Ahsoka helped to find a lost lightsaber. Oporensis? That's the, uh, you know, the kind of wolfman looking, he was never really wolfman, but it's like he's got the hairy face guy with a little man bun, got the long, like, um, snake tail. Okay. Sitting at the council. Yariel Poof, that's the long neck council one that was kind of sitting there with that long ass little neck with the, with the, with the green face. Uh, ooh, Buriaga Agaburi. I think that's one of my Nigerian friends. Um, who's who's a Goody Goo Goo? Goody Goo 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 to you. Who is a uh, a Wookie? Uh, Darth Bane. Love it. Let's do it. And that was it. Number one was part of Darth Bane. Okay, so I think we just did all the lists. All the lists. Now we also do a segment here called From a Certain Point of View. Oh, we forgot certain point of view. No. We also forgot who's moreover, by the way. Yeah, you're right. All right, we'll finish with that. Done. Keep going. Or we can save it for till next week, whatever you want. Yeah, we'll do it tonight. How about yeah. we save this certain point of view to next week, then we'll do the, the, the who's moreover tonight. Uh, or not. Up to you. I don't care. Whatever you want. Your call. All right, let's do over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment here called who's moreover. Now, I know what you're saying. All you first-time listeners, welcome. But you're saying to yourself, eh, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense grammatically. Well, you know what? It's not a grammar show. 
This is a Star Wars podcast that uses and incorporates wrestling lingo. And over in professional wrestling terms means popular. So we can compare two aspects of Star Wars. It can be a person, place, or thing. And we see what's more over with you, the folks. Most importantly, with what's more over with us. So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight? On the marquee tonight, we pit together two really cool, really fast-paced, really infamous, it seems already, Star Wars scenes. And I was like, you know what? Let me compare two scenes that are very, very similar. So I looked into the archives and I said, we got two really cool heist scenes. The first heist scene is from a movie that's near and dear to our heart. It is from Solo, a Star Wars story. The heist train scene. Do it! You gotta uncouple this one on your own! Versus the newcomer to the block, the show that I'm not so thrilled that that other people are, but this scene was pretty particularly cool in it. It is the heist scene from the fifth or sixth episode of Andor, I believe somewhere around there, where they go take the uh, the gold the gold <sighs> um, from the Imperial uh, Station there. So what do the polls say? Oh, the polls. Hold on. See what the polls say. Didn't even forget. Totally forgot about the polls. All right. So then don't worry about the polls. You know, I'm, 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 I got them. I, I got them. I just forgot about them for a split second. I'm not reading any emails tonight, so we'll go straight to uh, your opinion, in my opinion. Heist. 50-50 on the uh, Insta Grizzle, which is interesting. What do, you, what do you crackling over there that's making a fucking horrific noise? Sorry. Protein bar? Be a fucking professional. Um. Let's see on the New Force Order page. Um, we got uh, 100 to 0, the uh, solo scene. Looks like the solo scene is moreover. So you go first, Doc. Pick. Brandon Miller says solo. Um, for me, um, I did like the Andor scene. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought they there was definitely a sense of urgency during that scene and you were wondering how much money they were going to scoop out of that place before they got popped or they got nailed and you know they got nailed pretty quickly and they were kind of moving quick and they shot that you know they were hostaging all the families and all that stuff so it was pretty intense pretty cool um 
and the guy from uh you know the bear was in there too who was a piece, piece of shit um though for me it's going to be the solo scene i thought it was a little more fast paced it had really cool action it you know harkened back to me to that bullet train scene and logan which i loved where everybody's on top of the thing and shit's flying back and forth and they had a rio flying the ship behind it and he was getting fucking dicked around inside there with with uh you know the uh people trying to kill him um and then we also you know lost val in that scene too so i think it meant it meant a little bit more because of what had happened there okay i'm with you i'm gonna have to agree with you i think the uh train heisting scene in solo was tremendously done gives you everything a robbery scene should give you a little bit of anxiety a little bit of suspense um not to say that Andor didn't do that, but I think the solo one was just a little bit more difficult to pull off because it's on a train and just visually different, uh, appealing in a much different manner. But it was, man, it was such a beautiful scene. So I'm going to go with solo. Awesome. Looks like solo is the big winner this evening. Uh, 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 solo. All right. Well, Doc, anything else to add? I think that's it, bruh. All right. Let's, let's blow this thing and get out of here. Um, you can find me at Dr. DR underscore destroyo, D E S T R R O Y O Instagram, Alex Arroyo MD on Twitter, and Alex Arroyo on Facebook, and hopefully on Wheel of Fortune very soon. You find me at the Bistro. You can find me at Greek Guy Papadon on Instagram and Twitter and Getter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Uh, Greek Guy Papadon is the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, hit the notification bell. Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek Guy Papadon is the t-shirt shop where the majority of my t-shirts were designed by Alex um, and Spiro. So go buy a t-shirt. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek Guy Papadon. Uh, my, um, I said the YouTube channel, the email address to reach us as a cohesive unit is uh new force order at yahoo.com. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we enlightened you. Hopefully, we entertained you tonight. Most importantly, we did what we'd like to do, and that's continue to get. Star Wars more over with you, the fans, and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another exciting edition of the New Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. The time has come. Execute order NF. <laughs>